Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so glad you're here with us today. We're talking about something that is honestly not a super easy topic to talk about, but it's something that we see that that Jesus clearly uh, stood firm on. And so we definitely think that it's something super important for Christian women to uh, confront. And so today we're talking about how to stand firm on our convictions as Christ followers and on what God tells us to do. We're going to be chatting a little bit about um, resisting sin and temptations when they are thrown our way, um, how to respond to people who may be trying to tempt us into sin, um, in just some real practical ways and how to know when the Holy spirit is actually convicting you or warning you not to do something. Yes. I feel like this is something that as we continue on in today's culture, we're going, more people are going to lose sight of those convictions. It's, it's being normalized. It's being, um, you know, kind of like what we talk about in the Bible is kind of being just, it's just this book. It it didn't have any meaning. We don't have to follow what that says anymore. And there's actually so much guidance and protection from following his word. And so me and Sid just felt so just called to speak about some of these things. And we just want to preface first to, we say this all the time on our episodes, there, there is no condemnation in our episodes whenever we talk about these things. And really because me and Sydney have both been here as well. And so there's no shame in this at all. What we want to do is really share our personal experiences on these things. And then also show you the goodness of God by um, how he's restored us and redeemed us through convictions. So I definitely struggled with this, um, especially when it comes to what the Bible tells us to do as Christians, especially back in my college days. Um, I really liked to pick and choose when I wanted to follow God's rules because it didn't suffice my earthly wants, like my fleshly wants, my fleshly wants. Is that even a word? I'm not sure. But it took a lot of conviction in my heart to realize that there are reasons behind what the Bible tells us to do because he does know best and he knows how to protect our souls. And so it it took a lot of conviction and I didn't even really understand conviction when it was happening. It was just kind of all of a sudden, the closer I got to God, he started picking little tiny areas in my life that I started realizing I wanted to start to change. And so sometimes it doesn't happen all at once, but I definitely feel like I used to say, I want to get through my fun years and then I'll go all in like, Oh, it like hurts me to say, like, I was basically telling Jesus that I want to put him on the side right now so I can do what I want to do. And it just, I wish I could go back so many times and just like shake that girl and be like, Oh girl, if only you knew what kind of life you could have, if you threw all this away, but I didn't want to miss out. I thought I would be missing out on stuff. I thought I'd be missing out on the fun. And I was just always half in and half out which kind of makes me think of the verse Luke 6, 46. And it says, why do you keep on saying that I'm your Lord when you refuse to do what I say? And man, that like, it's definitely humbling because I used to live the Christian life. Like 
I just posted the other day that I was the Christian girl on Sunday and I would go back to my old life Monday through Saturday. And it was a, I felt like a fraud. Like I was living two lives and I knew God was pulling me to his side. You know, he's like, child, if you would just come follow me full and through, oh, what joy I could bring you. But I I feel like I was being pulled back to really living of the world and trying to navigate how to live in the world, in the word instead. So, yeah, I completely know that feeling. I completely went through a long, long stage of that as well myself when I was younger. And, you know, this topic, it really does sound so kind of harsh or even like burdensome if we're being honest um, to talk about, but it's actually so freeing. Like in those moments when you do resist temptation, it is very, very hard to resist it. But if you just do it, I swear when you walk away, like you just have such a sense of freedom and just like knowing that you please God, it's like, you just feel clean and pure. Like, Mm -hmm. have you experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just have this sense of freedom and it's like, I think that's the Holy spirit's gift to us for obeying him. I was going to say too, I think the reason why we feel so clean and pure is because there is nothing in the way of of God's voice in your life. Like there's not this Mm. thing you do feel conviction of to where that's now blocking the full surrender for God to move in your, in your life. Yes. 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 I feel like I can just hear God so much more clearly without Mm -hmm. the sin in my life. It's almost like the sin like filters his voice or something. I don't know. I don't, that's probably not (laughs) in the word anywhere, but at least I feel that way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is a tough subject for us to talk about, especially because neither of us are perfect in this. Only Jesus was perfect. Um, In my early twenties, I definitely really struggled with this. I always felt like I was going to be made fun of or something. Like if I was at a party or something like that, and I wasn't, you know, slamming shots with everybody or, you know, like sleeping around or whatever it was like, I always felt like people are gonna be like, well, why aren't you doing that? And like, mm-hmm. I felt like I'd had to explain myself and I felt like I didn't know what I was going to say. And then they would just poke fun at me, you know? So I remember that being a struggle, but now I honestly could care less. I feel like that it really does just come with maturity, but also it comes with getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and most importantly, knowing who you are in Christ. And the more that you do that, the more that you spend time with him, and grow and learn who you are, who you are in him, the less that that really will bother you if that's something that you're struggling with. But with that being said, we want to give you three realistic tips for standing firm in your convictions when those around you don't understand or when those around you are not for your convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, the first tip actually goes right along with what I was just saying is number one, don't feel like you have to explain yourself ever. Okay. Unless you feel led to, I definitely think that there sometimes is this like holy discernment feeling of like, okay, this is a good time to witness to someone and share, like, this is the reason that I'm not, I'm not participating in this because God says not to, and I'm going to follow what he says, you know? So there may be those times that the Lord leads you to that. But I also believe that there's those times that you just really don't need to explain yourself Sometimes just not participating in the sin can be enough of an, of an example in itself. So like, let's say that you're in a group and all the girls are gossiping, you know, just literally walking away 
or just keeping your mouth shut and like letting them visibly see you keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to do it in like a hoity toity. I'm better than you way, but I don't know if hoity toity is a word, but like, mm-hmm. just like literally not saying anything, just kind of like minding your own business that in itself can be such an example. Say that, like I said, everyone is slamming shots and funneling beers and everyone's like getting hammered, just you handling yourself in a Christ-like way. Yeah. Um, you know, that allows others to see that you don't have to smash eight beers to have fun, that you can enjoy yourself and, you know, not have to do those things. And so not only will just not participating without explaining yourself, not only will that exempt you from the sin, but it will also make it make an impression on those that it needs to make an impression on. Um, Also, sometimes if we feel like we have to explain ourselves then the people around us will give us lashback typically yeah. because they want you to participate in this sin with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because somewhere deep inside of them, they feel convicted. They know that it's probably not right. I know back in my party days, I knew it wasn't right. I knew that I was treating my body like crap. I knew that I was dishonoring my temple, yeah. you know, and, but it did feel, it did make me feel better when other people did it with me. Yeah. And so, you know, just know that there will be those people that will give you lashback if you do try to explain yourself. And so sometimes it is best to just say, Oh, I'm just, I'm just not doing that. Yeah. Like you literally don't have to give a reason because then what happens when they do give you lashback if you're, if you have a like people pleasing tendencies at all, then sometimes their words will end up tempting you, end up pushing you into that sin. Yeah. And I was going to say this too. Let's say you do feel led to share why you don't want to, like it can always come from a place of this is what I want to do. Cause there's been a lot of times where, especially when I decided to stop having sex in my relationship, being surrounded by people who were still having sex in the relationship, of course, their first question was, well, why? And I think there are some times where we are led to have to share why, because it's a way to minister, but like, also like Sydney was saying, have discernment in that. If you don't, if you don't want to, by all means, you don't have to, but in those situations with like my closest friends where I, I did feel safe enough to share, I was able to say, the Lord just really have, has been working on my heart. And I feel like in the season I'm in, I need to stop so that he can work more in my life. And though they didn't feel like they're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like they, it was very awkward at the same time. It was so interesting because with me deciding to stop, it was such a eye opening thing for them because I would have been the last person that would have stopped. Like they were like, what? they were so uncomfortable. They didn't even know what to say, you know? So glory be to God in that moment where it, it truly was because of God working on my convictions in my heart that I was able to really show what he's capable of doing in someone's life when they accept him, you know, but same thing. Like if you're out and partying and like you're in those situations, it sometimes it's just simply saying, I just don't want to right now. Like I'm okay without it right now. And that's all it has to be. Like you don't definitely do not feel the pressure of it all, especially now, like being this too, I would say we're adults. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it does feel like it, but now being an adult, looking back, I'm like those moments that feel like they have so much heaviness to them. They so don't like, you don't even like think twice about those moments now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once you get through them. That comes with maturity. And like I said, knowing who you are in the Lord and it really starts to just not matter what people think. That's why I think it's so important that you do stay close to God. And that kind of goes into our next point because you're going to need to pray for strength in that moment. And that's our tip number two, like pray for strength in the moment, because you, you won't always be able to avoid the moments. Like you won't always be able to 
make sure you protect yourself from those moments. And so you're going to need prayer, like prayer for strength in those situations, because truly the only one that can get you through it is God. And as much as we want to say is that we have full control over our decisions, like our earthly flesh, there are wants and needs that naturally come up. And we know this, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, I'll just be real. You're going to want to have sex. You're going to want to get drunk with all your friends because everyone else is doing it. But like the Lord calls us to be set apart. He calls us to be different. And the only way to really be strong enough to do that is through the Lord. But I also want to say like, don't, if you can, don't put yourself in positions where you're going to have to really pray for it. Cause I want to be honest, if you're laying horizontally with your boo thing, you're not going to be able to, I mean, like you can pray for strength all you want, but if you're already there, the, the resistance of having sex or going a little bit too far, it's going to be a lot harder. And the same thing, if you know, all your work friends love to go get wasted on the weekends after work, make plans ahead of time to where you are not available to where you don't even have to deny it for any other reason, other than you already have plans. Like sometimes it does take us standing up and saying, where am I weak in these areas? I know so many relationships that have said like they date in public. We've talked about that on other um, podcast episodes. Uh, They do not kiss laying down. Like you have to stay standing up. Like there's things that might sound silly, but it protects you from being in positions to where you then have to repent and ask for forgiveness later. Like preparing yourself in those situations can be a really helpful way, but obviously prayer is the way to go in all these, you know, convictions that you might have. And it might be as small as just like the music you're listening to. Like, it doesn't even have to be these big things like drinking and sex. Like it might even be the small things like the Lord put on my heart last year to get rid of secular music. And I was kind of like, why, why am I feeling that way? You know? And it was like one thing after the other, I just kept finding more things. And I was like, wait, I really do need to make sure that what's going into my ears is good for my heart. And it wasn't the things that I was listening to wasn't good for my heart. And that was the personal conviction the Lord gave me. And now I've gone almost a year without secular music. And I haven't even noticed, like, I haven't even like, I couldn't tell you the top 100 right now of songs. Like I just don't, I don't listen to it anymore. And that was just a personal conviction in my own heart. So just to say like, you can definitely try to prepare yourself in certain situations that will help you resist the temptation. Um, But the Lord is always with you in those moments. And so just seek him through the word and through prayer to get you through those. I was going to say this earlier, but the Lord is now saying to say it again, because I didn't say it a second ago, but it's actually back to what you said in the beginning. I also wanted to note that sometimes whenever we have our own convictions, it plants seeds in other people's hearts. So for instance, like, you waiting till marriage, my, some, I have two other friends that waited till marriage. I thought they were crazy. I'm not kidding. Like I would literally be like, okay, yeah, that's for you. Not for me. Truly. I have said that so many times. And it's really interesting that now I'm on the journey, not a journey. It's final, but now I am waiting till marriage. I really truly believe that that conviction started with seeds that were planted in my heart from my friends, you know, like I think about that, they made me realize it was doable. Like they made me realize that it was acceptable, that it was okay. You know? So I just wanted to add that in. Like sometimes you're called to a conviction because you're about to start a domino effect of other convictions that are going to happen in other people's lives. So that's what I wanted to say.
Woo, girl. That's good. Okay. And our final tip is number three, remember who you're pleasing. So ask yourself this question. Am I living to please God or am I living to please man? And when you're in these moments and you avoid this temptation, just imagine God smiling down on you. You know, what's more important that him looking down on you and just smiling and thinking, well done, my child, like, or when you get to heaven, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And so that actually leads us right into our first soul scripture, which is Matthew 5, 11 through 12. And it says, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So like in those moments when people are insulting you, making fun of you, persecuting you, whatever. And I think mostly of this in those situations where like I would be at a party and it was like a group of people and like guys and stuff would kind of be egging, you know, egging stuff on and poking fun. Like that can still hurt, you know, but like bless are you when people persecute you um, when those things happen. And actually, like now that I say that, you really shouldn't be hanging out with people like that anyway, (laughs) but um, that's another side note. Um, So rejoice, be glad. Great is your reward in heaven. This life is like a T T T T T 90 of your eternity, you know? So it's not a question of if we will be persecuted, but when we will be persecuted as Christians for our beliefs, Mm -hmm. you know, something that actually gives me a lot of strength is thinking about the people who have literally had their lives taken for sharing the gospel. Like there have been people who have gone and shared the gospel in other countries and have been beheaded Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're thrown in jail, all types of things because they're sharing Jesus with others. So if they can do that, if they can go to that extreme to stand up for the word of God, then I'm pretty sure I can, you know, not participate in a dirty game at a bachelorette party. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it really does like put things into perspective um, and it, it does give you kind of the sense of encouragement, like, okay, if someone can do something like that, I can absolutely say no to this, this thing that's going to be so temporary. Yep. When I think it's one of those, t- like one of those things where when you're in the moment, you're like, this one little thing is okay. Like, it's just this one little thing. It's not going to make that much of an impact, but it really does because all of those little things add up to our character. Like it all aligns with what flows from our heart, you know? So I definitely feel like it's super important to stand up for those little things as small as a game at a bachelorette party, you know, like just kind of, if if this is causing any conviction in your life, just know like conviction is a good thing. Like convictions get us closer to living like Jesus, which we'll never be able to meet. But it's also so exciting to know that the Lord wants us to have that type of power in a sense, like to be able to be more like Jesus. And so that's where those convictions come from. And so convictions are good. Like convictions are a great thing. It's incredible when the Lord starts to convict your heart, because that means he's near, he's close to you. So the next verse that we have is first John two fifteen says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. And y'all, this was like, I just love how scripture was just so blunt and 
I didn't really understand this until I started taking things out of my life. And whenever you think about things being taken out of your life, you think that's like a negative response. But whenever I started taking things out of my life, I had such a positive response. Like, I feel like my big one is sex before marriage, because that is like such a cultural accepted thing right now. But whenever I stopped having sex in my relationship, I cannot tell you the bond me and this person had from doing that. Like I actually saw what it meant to actually really love somebody like truly love somebody by resisting from that. And it allowed us to see the importance of sex in our relationship. It was not this selfish act anymore. It was beautiful. It was the way God intended it to be, you know, and by taking that out, I saw how much worth that I had in myself that I wasn't, this object for someone else's pleasure. Like I was precious. Like I was a jewel to be saved for this one person, you know? So though I didn't do all the things correct, you know, growing up, obviously I'm not a virgin, but I definitely can see now what that should have looked like, you know? And that's why those convictions started happening in my heart. And so I realized that as I grow closer to God and follow his word, He is in me. Like everything that I now do can be spread to other people because he, like Christ is in my soul and I'm able to share that with people. And so, and this isn't to say that the love of the father isn't in you. Like he doesn't love you. The Lord loves you no matter if we sin or not. Like God's love is not earned through good works and it's not taken away from bad works. So I want to say that first, but what I think this is saying is that you cannot live in the world, in the world and of the word at the same time you can't have the the love of the father, meaning like his gifts and his blessings and his will for your life while you're also participating in the things of this world at the same time, simultaneously. Like it really is an either or choice going all in, in the word and following God's will for your life or living of this world. And I, like I said, these are all personal experiences, but me living of the world led to a lot of insecurities depression, suicidal thoughts. I had the worst self-worth of myself. I, I thought I was literally dirt truly. Like it makes me so incredibly sad the way I used to think about myself, especially with guys. I just thought of myself so less than, and so it's really, this is an actually encouraging verse to say, steer clear, get away from the world and you will be closer to the love of the father of like what he intends for your life. So hopefully that's not misconstrued. Like You can't earn God's love. God's love is there. But as we steer more away from the world, you can actually get even closer to God in a whole new miraculous way. And that actually takes us right into our final soul scripture for today, which is Romans 12, two, that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so I just love that it literally tells us how to not be conformed to the world, right? So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. So if we are renewing our minds daily, and how do we do that? Through reading the word, through getting in our quiet place. We talk about this all the time. This is what our whole, our soul society, which is our um, our online community that we have for women. It's what our whole brand is about is getting alone with the Lord, letting him speak into your mind, into your life, letting him clear your mind. And that truly does transform you. And as you are transformed through him, 
then you can go out and avoid these temptations so that you're not conforming to the patterns of this world. Yep. And if you're asking yourself like what, what you should be convicted over, cause that's kind of how I started. I was kind of like, Lord, I want to be closer to you, but I don't know where to start. I don't know. I would be honest. Like, I think I had some gut. Well, I know I had some gut feelings of what I needed to change, but there's some things that I started to change that I didn't even realize I needed to change back then. Like the music thing. I would have never even thought that that was something I would do. And that's just what the Lord convicted me over, you know? So where I would say to start is start in the word, really start understanding his scripture and what he calls us to do. Proverbs is a really good place to start. It just talks about knowledge and wisdom and like how to, to live more like Christ. And it's something where I think if you start there, as you continue to grow in Christ, the Bible will tell you exactly how to live and the Lord will give you convictions really without you even asking, they'll just kind of plant in your heart and you're going to be like, Oh, okay. And sometimes you have to sit on it a little bit. I definitely wasn't just like, hear the word of God, go change it in my life. I'm renewed. Like it was practice. It was something that I had to keep hearing. And the Lord was just like knocking at my heart over and over and over and over again until finally where I was like, there's so much confirmation around this conviction. Like I need to obey. And so you'll feel that in your heart. And you might be feeling this right now. You might be like, oh my gosh, the Lord literally gave me this podcast to convict me on this one area in my life. And that's what we've prayed over. We hope that the Lord is working um, and convicting your heart in the best way possible. Because remember, conviction is not condemnation. There's no shame in it. It is a willingness to want to be different so that you can have what God intends for your life. So it definitely is a good thing. Like celebrate those convictions. Cause like I said, that is just another step closer to fully aligning with God's will for your life. So that leads us to our soul assignment um, for this episode. And it's kind of two parts here. So the first part is what areas of your life do you feel God is convicting you of right now? So like what word, what worldly things do you participate in that you feel the Lord is trying to draw you away from? And so just pray and ask God and like write down whatever he lays down on your heart. And it might be something that you really don't want to let go of. And it might see something that like is very, very small and mundane. And you don't even know why you're feeling convicted of it. Just write everything down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And then part two is go into this week with a practical game plan on how to eliminate one of those things that needs to go like pray about it. Okay, Lord, what's something practical, whether it's the three practical tips that we gave you earlier in this episode or something that he just puts on your heart. Um, you know, like Joe said, do you need to have a conversation with some friends about something that needs to go out of your friendships? Do you um, need to talk with a boyfriend about something that needs to go? Do you Uh, need to talk with your husband or, you know, whatever your, your boss, you need to clean up a playlist, write down, whatever it is, just, you know, really, (laughs) I hate to say this, but like the most practical thing may be for you. You may be like, Oh, I need to fix this and this and this and this and this, of course, keep praying about those things. Lord, help me not to participate in those sins, but really try to work on one, like try to focus on one thing this week. Okay. This is what I'm going to practically do. I just, I'm a full believer that like, we cannot change a thousand things at once. And well, first of all, it's not us changing it. It's God changing it through us, but we also have to take practical steps to make changes in our life. And so pick one thing and write it down and practice it this week. Then keep doing that week after week until it's a habit and just a part of your daily life. 
And then let's go and like, let's focus on another thing all the while. Like you're still asking the Lord to transform you and remove these sins from your life. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. And this last thing before we close out in prayer, I just want to say like, be bold in these convictions. Like I know it can feel so scary to, to step out and do something different than what the world is doing, but I cannot tell you how much impact it has to be that person. Kind of like I was saying earlier, your boldness is a domino effect on creating more Christians and more, uh, relate more people to have a relationship with Jesus. And we can't create impact without stepping in boldness and claiming, um, the goodness of God through these convictions. And so if we, Ooh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is just sharing this right now. If we are treating these convictions as a burden, acting like it is so hard and so annoying and like, Ooh, like I cannot tell you how many times where I've been like, Oh, I just, only guy I could just have sex. You know, like I had that feeling of feeling annoyed to have followed the word of God. I'm just going to be really honest. That is it's sin. It's obviously we're not perfect, but I just want you to know, like, just have discernment with how you share these convictions because y'all convictions come, like I said, from a place of the Lord wanting you to experience true joy. Like convictions are not taking away joy. It's actually bringing joy back into your life. And so sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes it does feel like we're letting go of something that we use for temporary joy and filling these voids. But the Lord is going to replace those things with his goodness and his glory and his grace and his mercy. And you're going to experience something that you've never experienced before because you haven't let go of these things fully. And so I just wanted to add that in, just don't treat these as burdens, like be very careful with the, what you say out loud and what you speak. Cause there is power in the tongue and just thank God for these convictions in your life. Thank him verbally that he is working goodness in you and in your walk with the Lord. So thank you so much for joining us today. I am going to close this out in prayer, just like we do each week. And we hope that you come back and listen in again next week. Yes. Dear heavenly father, I thank you so much for each woman that, uh, is listening to this message. And I just pray over her. I pray that she is emboldened in her spirit, Lord, just like um, the our main verse, Psalm 138.3 says, when, when we cry out to you, you embolden us. You make us bold with strength in our soul. And um, I thank you for doing that for this, this lady that, that's listening right now under the sound of my voice, um, for helping her to stand bold on her convictions, for giving her the words in those times when it's tough to stand firm um, and avoid uh, those temptations. Lord, I thank you for um, reminding her that she is living to please you and not other people that pleasing you is what is important. And that at the end of the day, uh, when she gets to heaven, she wants to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, Lord, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you so much for sweet conviction, Lord. I do not know what I would do without it. Um, it leads me on the right path. It gives me peace. It gives me freedom in you. And I just know that this listener right now, she's going to feel so much more peace and freedom. The more that she just lays these sins at the foot of the cross and says, Jesus, help me show me the practical ways that I can avoid this in my life. Um, I thank you so much for this listener. I, I truly pray that she comes back. Um, and, and listens to more of our episodes, Lord, and that she's 
continuously strengthened by uh, what your Holy Spirit is sharing through uh, the Within Her Soul podcast. Um, We love you. And uh, yeah, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you haven't heard yet, we have an exclusive membership where you can come and dig deeper into the Bible and take your faith to the next level. We have weekly soul sessions where we connect each week and learn about what the Bible teaches us and how to apply it to our lives. If you are ready to transform from lukewarm Christian status into a consistent, confident faith that is laced with boldness, go to thesoulsociety.co to learn more. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can also catch us at atwithinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.